0: They feared her because she had a gift a power that has been passed on to you children. She had the gift of magic. Hey cassettes and welcome back to the Black Case Diaries.
1: Woo-hoo! Hello. What's up? Oh.
0: We're three old friends learning everything we can about movies and TV and hopefully teaching you in the process. I'm Marcy. I'm Robin. I'm Adam. Hey. What's up? <laughs> it's almost fall, witches. Hell, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that means we're gearing up for spooky season spooky. here at the BCD. Spooky, spooky, spooky. Ah, it's Adam's favorite time, honestly. Adam's
1: favorite time. Ooh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> We have a jingle and everything. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: No comment. <laughs>
0: This week, we decided to cover a film that has become a 90s autumn staple over the last two decades. Based on the novel by Alice Hoffman, Practical Magic is an endearing story about love and sisterhood, with a dash of homicide and a pinch of demonic possession. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Yeah, you know. That's a
1: heck of an elevator pitch. The
0: the normal things in it. (laughs) Right? With striking 90s fashion and two irresistible leading ladies, it's everything you could possibly want from a film about small town witchcraft. So, gather some ingredients and light some candles. It's time to cast some spells with the Owens sisters in practical magic. Ooh!
1: All right.
2: All right. So we just watched this movie. We sure did.
0: Adam had never seen
2: For the
1: it before. First time. Yeah. 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 What did
2: you think, Adam? Yeah.
1: I thought it was very good. Yeah. I didn't. I honestly didn't know what to expect from it at all. But you know, with Sandra Bullock in it and all these, you know, it, I maybe had a few thoughts, but not not really, because I I yeah. never I hadn't really heard of it before. Yeah. But it turned out that it was really good. Actually, it and was like it wasn't like a super hard hitting movie but it was like fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's it defies expectations. Yeah. It's a lot of things and it doesn't really commit to one of them,
1: mm-hmm. no. which
2: I think is awesome. Yes. Yeah. I mean, some critics apparently disagreed, but I <laughs> I think that that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So you start watching it and you're like, "Oh, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's a romance. Yeah. Uh-huh. with witchcraft. Got it, got right. it, got oh. Uh, <laughs> Wait, actually, maybe there's some some other stuff so, going on in here.
1: And then there's, yeah. oh wait, no, it is. I was right. It, the
2: first it time. is, it is, it is. It just comes back to yeah. it later. Yeah. yeah, it
0: just takes it a while.
2: <laughs> so it's got a little bit of something for everybody.
1: If you're like me and hadn't, haven't seen this movie before, here is a summary for you. After the tragic loss of their parents, Sally and Jillian Owens move in with their aunts. The aunts teach the girls about the family's connections to witchcraft, especially among the women. One night, the young girls witness the disastrous effects of love and desperation, and Sally casts a spell that she's sure will prevent her from falling in love. Years later, Sally gets a call in the middle of the night from Jillian, who is trapped in an abusive relationship with a violent man named Jimmy Angelov. When Sally comes to the rescue, things go horribly awry, and Jillian's boyfriend dies unexpectedly. The woman head home with the corpse in attempt to raise Jimmy from the dead, accidentally introducing an evil spirit into their lives that threatens to destroy their family. When a detective arrives and starts asking questions about Jimmy Angelov, the once peaceful lives of the Owens family and Sally's love life become even more complicated.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> That classic tale also of never bring somebody back to life. It's you, always yes. a bad idea. It's
2: always a bad idea. You're watching, you're like, no, nah, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. No.
0: So this film is actually based on the book of the same name by Alice Hoffman. Yay. The book is now a four part series with the book Practical Magic falling into third in the series even though it was written first, oh, due to the timeline. That's really interesting. Weird, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so she like did two prequels, so mm. it's technically the third, and then there's mm-hmm. one that comes after. So That's
2: kind of
1: cool. Yeah. Nice.
0: After being asked for years to write a sequel, she returned the Owens sisters and wrote the prequels and sequel in 2017 to 2021. Practical Magic was her first novel adapted to film. Later, she would also have Aquamarine and The River King, also adapted.
1: Hey, I remember when Aquamarine came out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was pretty big. The book and movie do have differences. Although the film was clearly really inspired by the book, it seems that the feel of the characters and story is different. While fans commonly prefer books to their movie adaptations, Practical Magic seems to be an exception to this rule. Although the book is popular, the movie has a certain cult classic magic to it. Yeah, I think I,
2: I know about the movie more, or hear yeah. about the movie more than the book. But the movie is very popular mm-hmm. now. <laughs>
1: yes, yes.
0: Here's a list of some of the major differences. The first one was that the movie was set in a small town while the book takes place in the suburbs.
2: Great change. Yeah. Fantastic change. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: It lends itself to that everyone knows everyone kind mm-hmm. of feel, right? Yeah. All of the parents kind of know each other. They All yep. the kids go to the same school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That same thing. Whereas in a neighborhood, it's... Somewhat like yeah. that, but not really. Depending anymore. on what
2: kind of neighborhood yeah. you live in. Right. For this story specifically, yeah. that charm of everybody knowing the Owens family. Mm-hmm. In a suburb, m- most people drive more than they walk yeah. or bike. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, it's like, you know, the house, you're, you're more separated from your
0: neighbors. Yeah. yeah. You don't have the same amount of community. That's what I was thinking. It lends itself more to an otherness. Like yeah. the Owens are different. They're set apart from everybody else. Yeah. The second is that the book discusses more about what the ants, the two women that take in Jillian and Sally, do for the women in the town.
2: Yeah, we don't really see that very much in the movie. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. We just know that everyone's a big old hypocrite. Yep. Because everybody in this town is kind of like, oh, God, the witches. But then the moment they want them for something, they show up at their door. Yep. Yep,
1: yep.
0: Yeah, in the movie, we really only see them help one person. Yeah. And right. the rest, uh, you know, but it's,
1: yeah, it's we they, don't know. <laughs> they at least imply that it's kind of what they do all the time, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Because the, the person who comes in is like, you know, if I had any other choice, I wouldn't be here, implying mm-hmm. that everybody kind of knows what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, not true. that they want to do it, but they know that
2: yeah. they'll yeah. get it
1: done kind mm-hmm. of thing.
2: And they just do it so nonchalantly. Yeah. Like, right. In the book, you know. Right. Like they're sick, of, <laughs> sick and
0: tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. The third one is that Sally and Jillian are much more skeptical of magic in the book. They question if it truly works. Uh, they must do it much less
2: right. in the
1: book. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because I don't know how you could not think it's real. I mean, they do it a lot in yeah. <laughs> this movie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Especially the stirring of the coffee. Yeah. With no hands. Yeah. I mean, that's clearly mm-hmm. that's all you need to show that it works. Yeah, right. You don't need the spells, yeah. but the
2: small things like the candle, like lighting the candle yeah. when you're blowing on it yeah. and stuff yeah. and Yeah.
0: The fourth is that Sally lives in a different house than the ants after her husband dies. And Sally's girls are also older in the book and not as sweet.
2: Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. I think that it actually does make a little more narrative sense that she mm-hmm. not live with the ants. I mean, I yeah. I see that like I see why mm-hmm. she does in the movie, and I think it makes a lot of sense for the girls to be young in the movie too, for mm-hmm. just a lot of visual reasons. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think? I mean, this is all speculative because there's no real answer to this, but maybe she couldn't afford the house on her own, mm-hmm. doing oh, just witchcraft. Yeah. I mean, she was gonna start her like. Lotions and soaps business, right? Yeah.
0: The fifth is that Sally and Jillian's relationship is more complicated and strained in the book. Yeah. I think
2: the benefit of a book is that they have more time to explain stuff to you.
0: Yes. And like there's
2: more time for things to be bad and then come Mm -hmm. back around. In a movie, you have an accelerated timeline. And so I think if their relationship was bad in the movie, it would be so much harder to repair it in time for the climax. Yes. At the end. Yeah.
0: yeah, they kind of need them to just be like sisters yeah. that have this special bond. Yeah. The sixth is that Jimmy's storyline is a much smaller part in the book as there are other tragedies that also appear. I think that's really fascinating. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. So it could,
1: it's, could be more like a series of mm-hmm. events than a like a – series of unfortunate events? Yes, they're quite <laughs> unfortunate. But, you know, theoretically it could have been a show then. Yeah. In a way. Yes. If they have all these things happening.
0: But, Absolutely. Hmm. And the last one is that finally there's no love curse on the Owens women in the book. Their husbands die, but not due to a curse. Interesting.
1: Wow, that's yeah. an odd change. Yeah,
2: because they add this curse in the movie where, you know, they fall in love and then like they hear the death beetle ticking. Yes. So they know that their husband's gonna yes. die. Which there, I mean, how horrible. There is still right. a death Got beetle, it.
0: but it's not ah. it's not linked to a curse. Okay,
2: so they heard the death beetle, so they yeah. knew that they they were
0: gonna die. Yes. Okay.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: When asked by Emily Burak at Hey Alma in 2021, Hoffman said of the movie, I love the movie. It's different from the book. The movie always has to be different than a book because you're in such a different medium. But I feel so lucky that all of those truly great actresses are in one movie. The fact it's about women and women's relationships at its core, it's about a form of sisterhood. I think that has made it more popular over the years. So it's kind of a cult movie. I feel really lucky to have been involved with it. That's sweet.
2: Yeah. It is a nice movie. It does that is generally the the whole moral of the movie. Yeah. Acceptance and also just like women supporting women.
1: Right. At the end of the day, it's not, you know, it's almost led like this detective guy is going to be the the hero, but it's like mm-hmm. not really. Not really. Nope. Yeah. He's nope. he's Kind of involved, but he's still like kind of yeah. taken aback that magic. Like, he just saw a yeah. ghost and he's still like, I don't know what to think, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so he so he's a little preoccupied yeah. while these, yeah, while well, they're
2: like, We'll figure it out.
1: Not, oh, yeah, and not just the main characters, this whole group of women,
2: yes, mm-hmm, yeah, was who it, have like 12 sus- or something, yeah, they've suspected all along that yeah. <laughs> they've yeah. been witches. And- I, yeah,
1: I, I love the one who works at the shop, yes. with her. she's like. She's finally come out. Yeah, <laughs> as
0: a witch. Yeah. <laughs> Hoffman also revealed that the producer Denise DeNovi, has the rights to the rules of magic and magic lessons, which are the two prequel books. So, oh, so you know, it could a
2: happen.
0: Possibility. It could <laughs>
2: happen.
0: They could have more.
2: Yeah, kind of cool, and it'd be a good time to make the. The one that's a sequel, too, because all the yes. actresses are 25 years older now.
1: <laughs> it was true. Perfect. Yeah. Quick, do it. Quick. <laughs> Hurry. Call them up. Activate <laughs> the phone.
2: <laughs> 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 all right, so let's talk about the making of the movie.
1: Hey, hey, hey. So... Everyone's favorite part. <laughs> Heck yeah.
2: Robin Swickord was the first to adapt the story for the screen before Akiva Goldsman and Adam Brooks did the rewrites. Saccord wrote the screenplay for several other films, including Matilda and Little Women in 1994. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Akiva Goldsman and Adam Brooks are also accomplished writers, with Goldsman specializing in book to film adaptations. He's written quite a few. Yeah. From my understanding. The script's first home was at Turner Pictures, but when it went to Warner Brothers, the film was greenlit right away. So, this is one of those that did not have a production hell like a lot of different movies. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Very nice. Yeah. It wasn't cursed. It
2: wasn't Uh, at that point. At least
0: not right away. Not yet.
2: (laughs) Their first choice for the character Sally was Sandra Bullock, who read the script and enthusiastically agreed to do the film. She joined Denise DeNovi as co producer, and the two of them enjoyed working together. Danovi has produced classics like Heathers and Nightmare Before Christmas. And she's still producing today.
1: Very nice. Good choices. Heck yeah. Also, great choice on uh, Sandra Bullock there. I
0: oh, perfect. Like. Absolutely. Perfect choice. Yes. Gl- glad
1: to hear she was enthusiastic about it because
2: yeah.
1: I mean, I, I, obviously everyone was great, but like, you know, a big name like that.
2: Yeah. Sandra Bullock was also the one to suggest that Nicole Kidman play Jillian, the other female lead and sister to Sally Owens. Everyone loved the idea but Kidman was booked to film another movie. They were able to wait until production wrapped on her other project so she was able to be in the movie after all. Mm-hmm. Bullock and Kidman had only met once briefly, but their chemistry was undeniable on
1: screen. You, you'd you yeah. almost think that they were like already great friends or yeah. sisters mm-hmm. even. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's really they,
2: good. It, you can just really feel it in the movie. It just mm-hmm. feels like they love each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like They just really do.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they talk... S- it partially due to the, the writing, but like they're acting, they feel so naturally Yeah, speaking to each other, right? It doesn't sound scripted. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very natural and it's very real. Yeah. As if they were, yeah. again, like yeah. great friends already.
0: Sandra talked a bit about how in a lot of movies, you always want the chemistry between the man and the woman to mm-hmm. be really mm-hmm. good. And she's yeah. like, I'd never had before really great chemistry. With another female character, on. yeah, and she was like, it, it was crazy because it was just an immediate chemistry that just worked, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, oh yes,
2: it's you want you want chemistry with all of the other characters yes. that, <laughs> that your character is is friendly with, yes. You know, it's like it's interesting because people do focus really heavily on the chemistry between love interests, yeah. But in mm-hmm. in reality, it's like best friends need to have good chemistry. Mm-hmm.
0: Siblings, if they get along, you know. Podcasters. Oh, yeah. yeah, podcasters. <laughs> also, Nicole Kidman, uh, the movie that she was doing was a Stanley Kubrick one, so she was oh. very used to doing many, 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 <sighs> many, many, many takes. <laughs>
2: God. Wow. She was probably so relieved.
0: She's like, oh, finally. finally,
2: acting can be fun again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> when it came time to choose a director, Bullock and DeNovi decided on Griffin Dunn. They chose him because of his ability to blend fantasy and reality, and they knew he could bring a whimsical quality to the movie. Well, this movie's very whimsical. Oh,
0: yeah. Yes.
2: As Dunn directed, DeNovi was sure to protect him in the role by supporting him and inspiring him, and believing in him. Dunn never even saw her freak out. She was calm throughout the entire production, even when things went awry. That's hard to do. DeNovi and Dunn had a way of balancing each other out for the final product. Denise would push Griffin to lean into the sentimental points of the story, and he would push her to lean into the darker aspects.
1: Very interesting. Yeah. It feels like that's why the roller coaster happens. In <laughs> it's like, you know, it's very sweet, ooh, whimsical magic, and then really abusive, terrible relationship where they accidentally kill a guy. Yeah, and then ooh, more magic sisterhood. Oh, oh, spell to get on the phone tree. How cute. And then <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> possession. Yeah. Like, oh, She's boy. She's
2: literally dying on the living yeah. room floor. Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: She's just begging Crazy. them to just kill her. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: Just let him take me. I'm like, mm-hmm. that. when that part was happening, I was like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do okay. gets, or girl, in, come in on. In the beginning,
2: when Sandra Bullock, and Sally- Comes to the ants and she's like begging them to bring her husband back. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it's really hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah, She's like, I mean, she is very, like, it's it's upsetting. You know, there are some pretty dark parts of this movie. Mm -hmm. When searching for a place to shoot, Dunn really wanted somewhere sunny. He did not want the movie to have a lot of dark and rainy scenes. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's witchy and there's some dark stuff, but it's this happy little town where the sun always shines. Unfortunately, though they were scouting at the height of El Nino.
1: Ooh. Oh dearie me! So not, <laughs>
2: not good weather, <laughs> not a good time. Yeah, Mary McLaughlin, another producer, suggested Washington, which isn't exactly known for its sunny weather. Up like like Washington State. State like, yeah. But it ended up being the perfect place. McLaughlin convinced them to look at San Juan Island. Shortly after they decide on this location for the house. American Indian artifacts were found there. It turned out that it may be a burial ground. This was the third filming location in Griffin's career where he may have stumbled upon a sacred ground. He seemed to have a knack for it.
1: Yeah. (sighs) I mean, (laughs) whoops. Yeah. But also a little bit fitting. Yeah. Don't mess it up. Yeah.
2: You don't want to do anything. (laughs) Mess that up for lots of reasons. Yes. One because it's disrespectful. Yep. They were permitted to build the house and have a garden, but only if the crew didn't break ground in this location. In order to accommodate this request, the house was built on a platform and the garden was like a huge sandbox that was on top of the earth.
1: Wow, very yeah, nice. They made it happen. That's I mean, cool. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that at all. I mean, no. they dig multiple times in this movie. Like, yes, there's lots of digging. There's lots, lots of, of digging. Must have been a ground. different
0: location. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, that, that, that one spot when they're yeah. digging at night, that probably was filmed somewhere else, yeah. I'm going to guess. But yeah. yeah, the house looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks mm-hmm. like a real house. It and does. I, I totally thought they just used a real house yeah. in New England yep. somewhere, right? Because it looks like they're You're in New like, England even you though they're not. think it be
0: easy enough to find one, Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: Oh God! It feels like very Adams family. Yes, it
2: really yes. does. A victor- large A Victorian. Victorian house. Yeah. Partially due to this fact, much of the interior shots were done on sound stages at Warner Hollywood Studios, mm-hmm. even though they had built an entire house.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the house was built with such meticulous detail that many people thought it was real and had been standing for two hundred years. It was designed to be white and cheerful with a Victorian style. It was looked at as another character in the movie. Even though it looks similar to the Adams family house, they wanted to avoid any Charles Adams associations, which yeah. I think they, they avoid that. I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: It, it has the style on the outside very Victorian. It's tall and kind of like it almost looks like it narrows towards the top. Yeah. But it doesn't feel unkept.
2: Yeah, it Mm -hmm. doesn't
1: feel like there might be things hiding in the world. Yeah, it's
0: cheerful, it's happy, it's still
1: welcoming. It's Mm -hmm. lived in, but yeah, welcoming.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and even though it's not, or it's considered a character, it doesn't have a spirit in the house. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and like the Adams
2: family house, the whole, the whole, the whole shtick is that it's dirty. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, spiders everywhere, Mm -hmm. ghost schools, whatever the heck.
1: It's a museum.
2: Yeah, where people come to see them. In addition, Dunn made a deal that they would break down the house the day after they were finished shooting. So by 5 o'clock the next day, it was already gone.
1: Oh, crazy, yeah. man.
0: Damn. Incredible.
2: It's a bummer.
1: Demolition yeah. day.
2: Yeah, it's a bummer. They it should it should have kept that for something. Just like
1: right. pick it up with a big crane or something. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah.
2: on a platform and it would just yeah. roll it away. Yeah. yeah. I know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I went. Yeah, it's that, that, was that easy. Bring
2: that thing on the highway. Yeah, yeah you could do it. Just yep.
1: stick it on a wagon. I'll carry it myself. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because the film deals with the supernatural, some special effects had to be used. The very first effect that was considered early on was how to approach the ghost version of Jimmy, played by Goran Viznik. In the original script, Jimmy was a Texan and didn't have much dimension. After casting for about two weeks, Dunn was bored with the part, so when he met Goran, it all fell into place. Goran had taught himself English and was from Croatia, so the character was changed to specifically fit Goran.
1: Oh, interesting. cool. Way to go. Yeah. (laughs) English is not easy.
2: (laughs) John Sheely was the visual effects supervisor for the film, working alongside his partner, Chris Sanger. They were brought in for pre-production because Griffin Dunn wanted to get ahead of the game. They were one of the first ones hired. Dunn wanted to seamlessly include supernatural elements. In order to accomplish this, he had his friend and production designer, Robin Standeffer, attend the special effects meetings to match the effects to the look of the movie. Stan Deffer and Dunn really liked the look of the daguerreotype photos. Daguerreotypes were images on silver copper plates. In order for a person to be photographed that way, the person had to be incredibly still for a long period of time. It was the first widely used form of photography.
1: Oh boy. That doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like fun. (laughs) With old cameras, you already had to sit still anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think... That's why the first photo of a human, the the daguerreotype, the first photo of a human is, it, it was a busy street. The photo was of a busy street, yeah. mm-hmm. but every no, not a single person was caught on film because they were walking too fast. Mm-hmm. Right, but a man right. stopped to get his shoe shined, and so uh, you, you see one guy in the frame standing still. Wow, and that's the first photo of a person.
1: Wow, that's super cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice.
2: <laughs> People would often use it to take pictures of their dead children to remember them. Oh, goodness. Yeah. It's probably
0: the only time you could take a mm-hmm. picture of a very sad. kid at that time. Yeah. Ugh.
2: Stan Deffer and Dunn liked how the photos made people's eyes look, and it was a great starting point for the discussion on how Jimmy would appear as a spirit. You can see the influence in his final look when Jimmy's skin is a reflective silver color with piercing, reflective, and haunting eyes. Yeah.
1: Yes, he's <laughs> very spooky, but not like overwhelmingly evil mm-hmm. or anything like that. He's just a terrible person. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it kind of fits already. Yeah. yeah. But they didn't make it's... him look incredibly ghoulish or like.
0: No. Mm-mm. It almost because he has the snake jacket on. Yeah. The reflective eyes make him really look like a snake. Yeah. <laughs> like a... Mm-hmm. yeah. They make him look like a
2: monster. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. One of the most fun and iconic scenes in the film is when Jillian and Sally wake in the middle of the night to the sound of the ants making midnight margaritas. Ooh. this is pretty funny. Yes, you the- woke me up for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. This <laughs> the- is how I react. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the-
2: it's funny because they're doing it like it's a spell.
1: Yeah, you yeah, know, and mm-hmm. they're
2: like saying the things that they need to throw in, you know. <laughs> And then it's a cauldron, but then it's
1: a—it's a blender. It's a
0: blender. It's just a blender. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. I am mute, and toe of frog, will a bat, tongue of dog, adder's fork,
1: and worms stink. Barbados lime is just the thing. Frag is soft like
2: a sailor's snubble!
1: Flip the switch and let the cauldron
2: bubble. How can I do?
0: cannot discuss this movie without one of the most fun scenes in the movie, the margarita scene. According to the commentary, it was pretty much everyone's favorite scene. Many said it was the most fun to shoot, although Sandra Bullock said that she almost knocked into the cameraman several times. This kept almost happening because the cameramen had cams and were moving around almost as fast as the actors.
2: Wow. Yeah, you can see there's a lot of really dynamic shots in this scene. Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. going in and out of frame, and we've got lots of just them dancing, and we're following them along.
1: (laughs) It's a really fun scene. I mean, that's the word, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love how it's implied that this is definitely not the first time they've done this. It's like a tradition for them. And yeah. you know, because they they hear it like yeah. oh, midnight, midnight margaritas. margaritas. We've done it before, yep. and it's our favorite thing. And here we go.
0: In the audio commentary, Dunn recalls that DeNovi was responsible for the idea for this scene. According to him, she had show business truisms, and one of them is that if you have that many women in a film, you need to have them sing and dance together. The example that she gave was from another film she produced. You know, a little film called Beetlejuice, where they sing and dance. Deo.
2: Yeah, it, I. This is this is really true of nineties movies. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. women together in a movie; they sing. Yep. It happens in First Wives Club. It happens in Hocus Pocus. It happens in. Yeah. You know, I mean, pretty much. You know, you know it, and
1: it's. Because that's <laughs> all women do. It's entertaining. <laughs> women do like
2: to sing and dance.
1: Uh, I'm just kidding. But like, yeah. if
2: you if you're hanging out, like, you know, it does happen. Yep. Oh, for Spim- sure. Simultaneous singing does occur generally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. But I mean, it's fun. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. You know,
1: I mean, I personally don't really like singing, but I, mean, <laughs> I understand why people do. I mean, yeah. karaoke is yeah. a huge thing. So I totally get it. And it's something, especially if they're drinking margaritas at midnight, I think oh, it's yeah. going to happen.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Denovia only recalled that she knew Sandra was a great dancer and they needed to show it off. Diane Weist and Stockard Channing play the Ants. Weist, who has been in things like robots, life in pieces, and Edward Scissorhands, plays Aunt Jet. I love Diane Weist. Yeah. She's really
2: fun. So She's cool. a great actress. She's very funny.
0: <laughs> Stockard Channing, who famously played Rizzo in Greece, plays Aunt Frances. Yay, Rizzo! Yeah. It was decided that the pair would not have a whole lot of makeup on them. Griffin wanted their own beauty to come through. Oh, yeah! That was really nice. Yeah. yeah. When Griffin was younger, he loved the song Lime and the Coconut when it came out. And so it meant a lot that he was able to use it specifically in this scene. Yeah. <laughs>
2: very, very so, prominently used in this yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah.
1: And th- this doesn't always happen in movies like this, but I like how in this one they had a lot of songs that were just...
2: Yes. Yeah. Existing tracks
1: yeah. that they put in and it wasn't mm-hmm. all written for the movie. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it just fun. Nice. It really gives it that 90s flair. Yeah. Yes.
0: It really, yeah, it kind of it dates the movie in a really fun way. Yeah. Yes. Normally, in a scene like this, you would play the music and have the actors get used to it. Then cut the music and have them dance and sing. That audio would then be combined with the music for a clean audio track. Griffin did not want this. He thought that they should be dancing and singing along as we hear the music. He thought it would fit more with the spirit of the song.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I, I
0: In the film there's also a romantic plot between officer Gary Hallett played by Aiden Quinn and Sally. The chemistry between Aiden and Sandra was perfect. At one point he said, "She bewitched me. She really bewitched me." <laughs> Sandra and DeNovi agreed during the commentary that Aiden is not only a handsome man with beautiful blue eyes, but that he brings integrity and honesty to his roles. I
2: can't believe they didn't mention anything about like changing the one eye to green. Yeah, I
0: looked. I looked. I tried and they didn't talk yeah. about it in the commentary. They talked about how Aiden has beautiful blue eyes, but they didn't talk yeah. about changing one of them.
2: Yeah, one of it's the like, plots in this movie is that this character is supposed to have one blue and one green eye. And yeah. you're watching and you're watching and you're like, he just has blue eyes. That yeah. can't be the guy. Yep. But then in the one scene when they're like, it's him.
0: He has one up. green. Yeah, yeah, one green, one blue. It's it, like It kind of like changes, it glimmers in the light mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. one way it looks yeah. green and one way it looks blue.
1: Well, they had to do they had to make it like notice this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you need to notice this <laughs> other eye right now. <laughs> so we'll make it sparkle a little. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Sandra said in the scene where she has to lie to the officer, but can't because it's her one true love, she is doing a griffin. Apparently the director has that kind of a cadence and chopped talking when discussing what his vision is for the scenes. It seems as though his mouth couldn't catch up with his thoughts or vice versa.
1: Oh man, that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I love it when she she's there and then and then after she stumbles upon all of her words, trying to come up mm-hmm. with a reason. Mm-hmm. At the end, you know, the officer walks away, and Jillian looks at her and is like, what is wrong, wrong with, with you? you. Yeah. And she just does this expressive, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's so perfect. He kidnapped you? Well, no, no, he he, 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 he didn't he didn't really kidnap her. He just he sort of, like, a, just a, a little nap. No, she, she was, there was a car, and she, she would, and you know, what think... She, In what Alan Silvestri aptly called the Tupperware exercise party, Sally gathers a group of women to work together to get rid of Jimmy's spirit. The women in the scene had no trouble remembering the incantations because the scene took three days to shoot, and they repeated the lines the entire time. I
2: love, I love that scene when they call all of the women...
1: Activating the the, the, the phone the tree, telephone the tree. Phone and
2: they tree. all come. it's just that's yes. so it's so nice.
0: Well, they, so nice,
1: they have to obey the phone tree, yeah, yeah, yep. no matter what it's the
0: law oh, yeah. <laughs> apparently, the phone tree had to be explained to the director he'd never, oh, he'd really? never he did not know what a phone tree okay. was, so
2: let's explain what a phone tree is, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, for those some people who might don't know. not
2: know <laughs> a phone tree is like it's basically you have. Um, a line of callers, like the first person at the top of the tree, they call these next two people, and those two people call that's next two people mm-hmm. and on so on and so forth, and what have you, so yeah right
1: that that way everybody gets. The information this mm-hmm. is yeah. before being being able to yes. send out like an email to everybody yeah. right so no yeah. mass emails you know, yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: like usually if you're gonna go on a big field trip or something there's mm-hmm. like a phone tree mm-hmm. right to like so so which parent calls which parent if mm-hmm. right. something happens on the trip right. or in, in that
1: know. in that way everyone only has to be in charge of two others like yeah yes one person calls two they each call two they mm-hmm. each call two and mm-hmm. it's just like and gets nobody gets everybody. forgotten yeah. as
0: long as everybody does their part. On yeah, phone tree. as <laughs> long as everybody does the, what
2: they're supposed to do. I'll tell
1: you what, if I was ever on a phone tree, mm-mm, those two ain't getting called. <laughs> oh
2: they're no. getting
0: texts. No, yeah, you, exactly. No, see, I was Text about to say, or, or uh, left a message. Like, you just hang up if they actually answer. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh man! <laughs>
2: My God! But yeah, that's what I. It's, I think it's funny that he didn't know what that was. But in yeah. in the movie, uh, Sally gets put on the phone tree because Jillian casts a spell. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, which is
0: amazing
2: <laughs> <laughs> to put her on the phone tree because she's one of the parents and only the most responsible parents, quote yeah. unquote, get to be on the
0: phone tree, and she never gets chosen yeah. because everyone's like, "You're a witch." And it's a like popularity her. contest. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. It really is. The scene was very draining and emotional for everyone. Kidman wanted it to look realistic, slamming her head on the floorboards. The crew, therefore, created rubber boards so she would not hurt herself.
1: Goodness me. Probably
2: still kind of hurt. Uh, yeah, they probably Just bit. didn't do,
0: like, damage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oof. Uh, That's yeah. the extra mile. She,
0: yeah, she went for it. The film's score was composed by Alan Silvestri who is most known for working on films directed by Robert Zemeckis. These films include Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and more. Yeah. That was a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sylvester didn't want to be too literal with the music, so he instead gave a broader sense of the entire film. However, during the scene when Jimmy comes back as a ghost for the first time, the music is more playful, like a spider playing with a fly. The music sounds like a standoff with mystery and supernatural elements, but not grand and monstrous.
1: Yeah, see, that's what I mean. Like before, he's not... The music does a lot of helping Mm -hmm. here. He doesn't feel like overwhelmingly evil,
2: Yeah, like
1: demonic ghost monster here. I mean, yes, he visually looks... The part. Yeah. yeah. Enough. Yeah. And we know from what the aunt said about bringing somebody back, it's definitely not good. And yeah. he was already a terrible person. person. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it's there, but it's not overwhelming. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool because it doesn't feel like just a mindless monster demon that they have to get rid of. It's yeah. Like yeah. something more manipulative than that.
2: Yeah. The mm-hmm. music's just kind of, it's just kind of creepy. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like the visuals are creepy, and you just kind of get a sense of dread. Like
1: mm-hmm. when they
2: find, when they're drinking the margaritas, and yes. they start to say some like really ugly things to each other. Yeah. And they're yeah. like laughing hysterically, and they're trying to figure out, like, they suddenly kind of realize during this interaction that there's something wrong with the rum. Like, there's a reason why they're doing this. Like, mm-hmm. they're, yeah. you know, and it's this bottle, the bottle is the same bottle that Jimmy was drinking yeah. mm-hmm. before they killed him. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oops.
2: And it's, so, they, yeah. you know, it's like he's edging his way mm-hmm. into their lives and it's just yeah. this very creepy realization. Yeah. Like somebody left the bottle of rum on the porch and they just drank it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah.
1: know? That, that part I thought was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, the like,
0: ants just accepted it. Where did it, you like... get this
1: bottle? And they're like, someone left it on the porch. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> That doesn't mean
2: <laughs> yeah. free
1: drink. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy.
2: Yeah, and it yeah. was just like it. There, it was just like an enchantment because the moment yeah. that they break the bottle, they answer like, "What's going on?" Yeah, What's it happening? was an mm.
0: immediate awakening. Yeah, like, they're immediately sober. It's almost sober. like the
2: enchantment was just mm-hmm. the bottle.
0: Yeah, it was very smartly not shown like you see the ants holding the bottle and the label yeah, is on yeah. the opposite side where we can't see it. Mm-hmm. And then they very dramatically turn it when, when yeah. Jillian's ready to see what it is. Cause they're like, what's something's up and, yeah. you right. see it, and it's like, Whoa. Okay. It, yeah.
1: And they did a great job of showing it to us earlier in the movie, right? Yes. When they're in the car and he's drinking it while, while holding Jillian in the back. Yeah. And then, you know, Sally has to take it from him yeah. because she's putting the drug in it, right? So mm-hmm. we notice it. It's like, this is the bottle yes. he carries around with him, and then we're able to have Put it be revealed to yeah. us later. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Sylvester used lay motifs throughout the film. For example, the legend theme from the beginning of the movie comes back around when Jillian is telling Sally's daughters about the spell that Sally cast to prevent her from falling in love. It's similar to the beginning of the film because it is about an aunt passing on a family story. Yes, pretty cool. Yeah,
1: Love that kind of stuff.
0: Absolutely. There was an original score composed for this movie by Michael Nyman, but it was abruptly replaced for the theatrical release. This change resulted in the release of two soundtracks, although only as a compilation album. A 50-track demo of Nyman's score including the two tracks from the official album, has been circulating among fans as a bootleg.
2: Interesting. Yeah. It's weird how often this happens. Yeah. Because music's like the last thing. It's one of the last things mm-hmm. that they do. Right. And the, it's so interesting. They have somebody <laughs> score an entire <laughs> film. Do <laughs> the whole thing. And then yep. they're like, eh, nah, we don't really like it. You know. and they just have somebody else do it. Like, right. I, it's because we talked about something wicked. This way comes last year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Same thing. There was a whole,
0: whole thing where they were. Yeah. like, Nope. We That's don't like so it. Strange. Too dark. or yeah. Something.
2: <laughs> Too creepy.
1: Too creepy. I mean, I I suppose, but like, well, you know, I understand why they would. Just like, ah, eh, it doesn't feel like what we want it to feel like, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But why not stop them? Before they get it all done. Where were these notes? (laughs) Right.
2: When I was still writing the music.
1: All right. Now we're going to move on to how was this movie received?
0: Yay.
1: Poorly. (laughs) Oh,
0: Not great. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Practical
1: Magic opened at number one, making $13.1 million at the box office.
2: Nice. Doesn't sound terrible, right?
1: However that was not enough to make this film a success the movie would only go on to gross 68.3 million dollars worldwide which was less than its 75 million dollar budget
2: yeah Oof.
1: so unfortunately yeah it, it sucks great. unfortunately critics were harsh and the movie currently has a 23% on rotten tomatoes boo with Ugh. with most reviews citing it's tonal shifts and not really knowing what it wants to be.
2: Dude, mm. I.
1: And we disagree with that, yeah, like you mentioned earlier. I mean, I
2: think yep. the movie has some tonal shifts, yeah. but I don't think that it's like necessarily a bad thing. No. And I think the movie knew what it wanted to be, it just wanted to be a lot of things.
1: Right. Yep. And it's, it's weird how some critics don't like that tonal shift kind of thing. Yeah. But honestly, that's real life.
0: Yeah. yeah. Things yep.
1: happen out of nowhere.
0: Exactly. Like
1: you're having a great week, and then all of a sudden your air conditioning breaks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a
1: tone. I'd call that a tonal shift. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not as bad as getting your sister out of an abusive relationship, but it's like yeah. that's how these things yeah. happen. So yep. it kind of feels more real, like they're dealing yeah. with it as it comes, and yeah. they have their ups and downs.
2: And even when the things are happy, there's still a cloud Yeah, yeah. over the movie, and you feel There is, like, something's coming.
1: Yeah, you know what they did isn't resolved, so... Yeah,
2: Yeah. so I feel like Mm -hmm. you are prepared for those things when they come up. Mm -hmm.
1: However, it's not all bad. (laughs) Fan reviews are much more positive and give the film a 73%. Fans agree that the acting and chemistry between the four leading witches are brilliant and memorable. Additionally, it holds a place for many as a movie to rewatch every fall season.
2: Yeah, oh, yes, this is a really fun movie to watch mm. in autumn. Yes. Even though it does not it take <laughs> place exclusively in autumn, no. it's it's like I mean, a large part of the movie I think takes place in the spring.
0: Yes, you say oh, yeah.
2: March and yeah,
0: yeah, it's I mean, but yeah. you
1: know, it gives you some of those comforting feelings that come yes with fall. Yeah. yeah despite some of the more serious moments of the movie you still mm-hmm. get that feeling and that's yeah. why people associate it with the season
2: right especially at the end when it is halloween at the end
1: right yeah. and all
2: the witches jump off the house yep. and, yeah. yes
1: almost all of the women in this film including sally's daughters were nominated for awards for acting nice the- the only one to win, however, was Stockard Channing for Favorite Supporting Actress in a Comedy Slash Romance. <laughs> that was a blockbuster entertainment award, by cool. the way.
2: Stockard Channing's cool. super cool. Yes. She is also in the critically acclaimed, widely beloved Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree. Oh, uh, yeah, The, the <laughs> Muppet yes. Christmas special that oh, yes. starred Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs>
1: After the cult classic success of this film, a few attempts were made to turn it into a series. First, in 2004, there was a pilot called Sudbury, starring Kim Delaney, Jerry Ryan, and Kat Dennings, but unfortunately, it was not picked up. Mm. The second attempt was in 2010, when ABC Family, now freeform, (laughs) announced (laughs) it would be producing a television reboot of the film. This series, too, Never made it to air.
0: Hmm. Uh, yeah, I wonder why. bummer. Yeah. Nobody, nobody yeah. picked him up for some reason. Yeah, huh. well, maybe now that there's more books, yeah, there is. will be more stuff that, that comes very out. True. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I like did. You said it would be a good TV. I
1: did see, yes, mm-hmm. I, I did see during the research though that people were like, they, there were talks about it with HBO, yeah. It, it yeah. was kind of in the dark
0: mm-hmm.
1: even before that, A couple though.
0: years ago, yeah. Right.
1: We, we haven't heard anything mm-hmm. about it, but yeah, who knows? I mean, like I said, if the books become more popular, it could get yeah. back in people's minds. People mm-hmm. remember this movie. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Yeah.
2: yeah. So let's talk about some fun
1: facts. Oh, yes.
2: Fun. All right. So there was a curse put on this movie.
1: Uh, Maybe that's why it didn't do so well.
0: Maybe.
2: Dunn admitted that although he loved the setting of the story, he was not well-versed in witchcraft. So he hired a witch consultant for the film. She would later demand extra money and a percentage of the film's profits, which Dunn said would not be possible. Dunn recalled that she told a producer, I'm going to put a curse on you. I'm putting a curse in this movie, and I'm putting a curse on Griffin. Yikes. So, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's why the movie did not do so well. Yeah. Didn't make a lot of money, and the critics hated it.
1: Oh, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> because of this, Dunn ended up having his own exorcism to cover his bases, <laughs> even though he says he gives them no power.
1: Yeah. Oh man. He had to be just just to be sure. Just to be sure. Just to
2: be sure. You're giving them a little bit of power. If you're gonna have somebody perform an exorcism on you, you have to believe in it a little bit. Yeah. And then
0: also add that line to the film. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, it it is a shame that the movie didn't perform well,
0: Mm -hmm. but
1: it is Again, it's so fitting Yeah. that yeah. this movie would have a curse put on it, <laughs> yeah. and all these things. I mean, it's just funny. Yeah, it's know, funny how real life works sometimes. Yeah. Maybe
0: it's lifted now because so many people hey, love it. There you go. So
1: that's how it got its cult classic status.
2: Yeah. Maybe it was a there. It was a time sensitive curse. Yes, uh, it
0: could yes, be. yes. It could only be. lasted so long, yeah. or maybe our generation is now. Now it's true Unaffected. love. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we we, we have broken the curse.
1: <laughs> broken there the curse. you go.
0: After seeing the film, the
2: famous singer and actress, Barbara Streisand, actually offered to buy the enchanting Victorian-style house. (laughs) However, the house wasn't really a house. The builders created on what is called an architectural shell to serve as exterior set pieces and the interior sets were built on sound stages like we said earlier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
2: oh, but I, Barbara Strauch she she believed it. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think we all did. Mm-hmm. Honestly,
1: 100% believed <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I had no idea until doing this episode. Yeah. So
2: she must have been a fan. Yep.
1: Oh yeah. So yeah.
2: Babs liked it. That's good. Go.
1: So that means it's great.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: exactly. <laughs> but but also kind of bummer cuz yeah. it, it is a nice house. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like to find out that it didn't really exist would be like, "Oh, really? I was prepared yeah. to drop Millions. <laughs> I know. I was going to
2: give you a lot of money for that house. During the Midnight Margarita scene, the actors and some of the crew were drinking real alcoholic
1: drinks for
2: authenticity's sake, of course.
1: Of course. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to do it right. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it's hard to impersonate a drunk. Person, exactly. So. It's really yeah. hard. You got to yeah. put the Just lime in it. the
2: coconut.
1: Yeah. And then you shake it all up. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: And eventually you feel better, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> I think that's what they say. it
1: <laughs> cures belly aches. Come on, what what? That's such a good scene, and it's so funny to to, to find out that they're actually drinking alcohol yeah. there because yeah. it just makes it all worth it, you know.
0: All right, do we have any uh, final thoughts about this amazing little movie?
1: Yes, I'd say it is well worth a watch, despite its critical panning <laughs> Ign- ignore yeah. them please yeah. because yeah. it is a very fun movie oh. the chemistry between all the ladies is like addictive almost is the like i want to be part of it you know what i mean it looks yes. like so much fun it's such a <laughs> it's such a nice little family yeah and they clearly love each other they have such fun with the magic yeah mm-hmm. and it's really cool to watch it's just fun right yes there are those ups and downs like we said there are the serious moments and I think it the movie's better for it because Mm -hmm. like I said it's real you can go through those serious moments but still love your family
0: yeah right yeah Yep. you
1: help your family through serious situations you might butt heads but at the end of the day you know they're still them and that's cool yeah it's yeah. it's really nice to see that in such a weird little magical <laughs> twist,
2: yeah yep yeah. I really like that this movie focuses so much on sisterhood, yes and yes. how important that relationship is, because you know so often you see a lot of things about women not supporting each other and and those parts of the movie do exist. You know, the kids are throwing rocks at them. Witch, witch, Mm -hmm. you're a bitch. You know, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And you have, you know, the whole, all the mothers that don't think that Sally's good enough Mm -hmm. for the phone tree Mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. So you have that, you know, in the beginning. But then when it came down to it at the end and they were calling each other and they were like, look, she's got to like get rid of her ex and Mm -hmm. she needs our help. And everyone was like, oh, okay like yeah Yeah.
0: it was very relatable like yeah "Yeah,
2: we'll help we'll help you know (laughs) they were able to put all of that aside to help each other it's really it's a really nice you know and then you know the town seems to have accepted them Mm -hmm. at the end of Mm -hmm. the movie to the point where they can like be witches and people are just just open yeah Yeah, Yeah. yeah they're just fine they're just fine with it
1: it reminds me a little bit of a more recent one frozen Mm-hmm. kind of had that, you know, it felt new to people who hadn't seen a movie like this, that mm-hmm. kind of sisterhood where mm-hmm. it, at the end of it, it was the love between sisters that broke the, the yeah. frozen heart, right? Yeah. But I still feel like this movie does it stronger than Frozen. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. N- it's not just between bl- blood sister relatives. It's just yeah. between women in general. Mm-hmm. Right. Just at, at the the yeah. sisterhood of just, you know... Mm-hmm. Having very similar life experiences. And- right.
1: But seeing it in Practical Magic, it's like it exists in such a way where it's like second nature.
0: hmm
1: Right? It's just the way things are and they operate that way
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: they show how great it is to the rest of the women.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. then they
1: probably, they're all friends now, mm-hmm. right? They yeah. are accepted and they, they yeah. and now Sally be at the top of the phone tree all
2: the time. <laughs> well, it's, you know, probably super helpful. Like, oh, she can do magic? Well, she could probably help us out. Yeah. yeah. From time yep. to time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Feel yeah. so,
2: like that's going to that's going to yeah. be useful. Mm-hmm. Practical even. Yeah. But <laughs> my sister Rachel really loves this movie. She showed it to me I think oh, the nice. first time. And so I watched it. I mean, it's a very sisterly movie. It's mm-hmm. a yeah. great movie mm-hmm. to watch with Sisters, but also just friends, you know, because yeah, let's
0: say Robin showed me this one. Yeah, yeah. the really sisterhood.
2: Yeah, the sisterhood is like, it doesn't necessarily mean blood relatives. Yeah, right. But.
0: And there's this really lovely scene that really I- illustrates how much these sisters would do for each other because Jillian gets in the car mm. and literally drives. Oh, yeah. All night and all day to get to hours, her sister. Yeah, 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 just hours just. To see her after her husband had passed away. Yeah. And just showing that, you know, she was willing to do that and then, li- like, leave right yeah, after. Yeah, she just spends the night back. and then yeah. just goes back. Yeah. I yeah. mean, because that's a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot to do. Right.
1: And then Sally, at the drop of a hat's like, I got to go rescue her. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, no question exactly about it. She knew
0: exactly who it was. She was like, Yeah. Yeah. Know. You know,
2: her husband had already died. He'd been dead for a while, and mm-hmm. she was living with the aunts. And when Jillian went back, it was to tell her, like, "You need to get your ass out of bed." Exactly. I know you're sad, but mm-hmm. you have two kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's and like, that's why she st- yeah. did it. You know? Yeah. And
1: you can still make this. Yeah. Th- this shop of yours happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she does. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and she also was like, "Do you forgive mom?" Like, I mean, that essentially, mom, this is what. What you're doing now is what mom was doing to us. Like, yeah. If you continue this, you're going to die of a broken heart. And then, you know, the girls will be just like you and I. <laughs> so yeah. Was, oh, my goodness. It was really yeah. sweet where it was like, you know what? Stop it.
1: <laughs> right. It's, it's funny because the 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 ants mm-hmm. are like them <laughs> in the future. Then yeah. Them yes. And then they. The daughters are them in the past, and it's just this weird generational thing. Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they all have the the matching hair, too. Yep,
0: yes, Mm -hmm. yep. Practical Magic is a true cult classic. It flopped at the box office, got torn down by critics, and has enjoyed a slow rise to mainstream popularity. This film is charming, fun, and in some ways unpredictable. Fans come in expecting a light-hearted rom-com with some magical elements, only to find a story that includes abuse, accidental killing, and dark magic. But no matter how bad the circumstances become, the characters can overwhelm the darkness with the help of the women around them. Despite its original reception, this film has delighted film fans for almost 25 years. And to us, that means it's practically magical.
1: Ah. (laughs) Hilarious. What a really
2: funny joke written by somebody that's not me. I'm just kidding. I wrote it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. She did. Yeah. Very good. Perfect. Yes,
1: the movie is fantastic. Definitely yes. go watch it. Yes. Buy yeah. the DVD. No. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. There the you suggestion. go. Yes.
0: Go Get to it. the
2: local library. No,
1: no, 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 Buy it. Physical copy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But find it physically is yeah. is the yeah. ultimate thing. It's, yeah.
0: It's what you want to do. Yeah. But I think with that, uh, that's another case closed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On. We're there. Top of it. Yep. Bam. It's time. Ha.
2: we're near the end of the season that's so
1: funny how that works yeah i can't oh, yeah. wait to i can't wait to like listen to the clap of the beginning of next season yeah i
2: know christmas it's gonna be a christmas yeah.
1: episode oh boy
0: so... oh man
1: <laughs> it just falls apart <laughs>
0: yeah one two three yeah. <laughs> bam before we go we'd like to thank our patrons joel john jacob jacqueline jd anthony shelley linda bob and Jer- Jaren and Brad.
1: Oh, oh I almost <laughs>
0: ended it there. We Don't can't forget you almost Brad. Almost forgot about Brad. Oh my gosh, we can't forget about Brad. But we hope you guys enjoyed the extended version of this episode Yay. on Patreon. If anybody wants to hear the extended one, all you gotta do is get on our Patreon. Patreon. Listen to us talk about all yeah. kinds of fun things. Yeah. For,
1: for as little as one dollar, you yeah. too can mm-hmm.
0: be a patron. Mm-hmm. You can now buy us a popcorn at buymeacoffee.com slash blackcasediary. And thank you to all that support us, whether it be through listening, telling a friend, or donating. Thank you. Yay.
1: Thank Thank you so much.
0: Yes. And go check out There Are No Small Parts. We still have a new episode up. That just went up, about what, like two weeks ago? Yeah, it's so still there. We're not taking still, it down. Yeah, please <laughs> go listen to it. Listen to the first season too, go if you haven't. Out. Yeah, you can you can find that at blackcasediaries.com dot in our tabs. So. Or you can just yes, you can subscribe yeah. to it on or any platform or
2: subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wherever you
1: find podcasts, it's there.
0: There
2: will be a, a new new episode soon. Yeah, yeah. it's Yay. once a month. So
1: yes, very soon. They're fantastic. Go rate yes. it five stars on iTunes, yes. please
0: and if you want
1: no less than 5
0: yeah <laughs> and if you want rate, please rate black case diaries as well we're one we, review away yes, yeah. from 50 so if you want to be our 50th reviewer please it would be pretty special Yeah
2: special so special, <laughs> so special. <laughs> all, right, all right anyway
1: see ya, ya. bye bye <laughs>